Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 46. Let's see how much I remember of these things. Usually, uh, I refresh myself. Right. Or finish reading right before we record. Right. It's been several days. I'm going to just do it tomorrow. No. No. I want to do it now. Okay. We get it done. <laughs> We've already started. Okay. Uh, well, the uh, the book we went with is uh, Wellington, written by uh, Aaron Menke. Yep. Full of beef. <laughs> and um, that's actually kind of why I picked this book, because it was Wellington, and Beef Wellington is delicious. Yeah. I appreciate you and Zach making a modified version of that. For my birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was delicious. Thank you. That was fun. But, uh, yeah. Well, first, uh, Aaron Mankey. I remember that name because um, I believe he does a podcast called Lore. Okay. And it's basically, you know, um, folklore around the world and shit like that. Oh, so that's a podcast. Yeah. Because on the, the cover art for each of it says, Wellington by the creator of Lore. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a comic book. Uh, I think there is a comic book called Lore, but I don't know if Aaron Mankey had anything to do with gotcha. it. Gotcha. Okay. This this guy, uh, he he did a podcast called Lore, and it was also like picked up as like a Amazon Prime. I've seen, yeah, I've seen splash yeah. for it. But uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it explores a folklore around the world, which is very relevant to to this story. It's right. Basically, folklore of the UK. It uh, is it? I'm not. I'm not. Like it has creepy, cool shit going on, but I don't, I don't know it as like direct folklore of the UK. Well, I mean, folk, I guess bar guests are specific to uh, the UK, right? I don't know. Oh. I have no clue. There's a band in Louisiana, which <laughs> makes me think of France. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. But they, I mean, this was after the war with France mm-hmm. at Waterloo. No, the dude was at Waterloo, fought at Waterloo. Yeah, the the Duke of Wellington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Oh, um, this kind of felt like it was something put together that wasn't too terribly deep to promote something else. It feel, cause, and it worked for me, because now I want to know more about lore. Right. It just felt like this five issues, which was a fun kind of mystery supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was created just to push something else. Huh. I guess uh, I could kind of see that because you know it ends with a cliffhanger. Right. Uh, but I don't know if anything came out of it. Gotcha. Yeah. How funny would it be <laughs> if this was written before lore was created? <laughs> and it just said, Wellington, from the creator of Lore. Lore doesn't exist yet. <laughs> uh, I, it's like, uh, well, in that case, that, that'd that just be like, you know, a trailer, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that's what it's this... a really complex, <laughs> expensive trailer for a podcast. podcast. Yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're only doing this podcast to write a, a comic book, right? 
Oh yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> There's a, the the book that's uh, just been moldering in the Google Drive. Yeah, that's going nowhere. Yep. <laughs> but no, it was a fun story. Dude gets called to by this lady saying there's some spooky shit happening, like three different instances. Like mm. boy disappear, uh, someone got murdered. Yeah, and then a third spooky dookie. Spooky uh, dog. Thing oh yes, shows so, up. Yeah, yeah. Which is the bar guest. Right. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I think it's supposedly like loose, loosely based on the actual Duke of Wellington. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least that's the impression I get from man, from my experience with uh, the podcast. He he does delve deep into you know uh, historical context of, gotcha. of these folklore. So I'd be curious to read a little bit about that. All I know is like they there was a turning point for the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where these bar guests come from. It was cool though. Like it was a uh, weird shape shifting and also um it didn't really possess a body, but like his his guards or right hand yeah. man got sliced in the face and then shot. Right, it's like um, it's kind of like a uh, a voodoo doll type situation. Oh, is that? That's what of, uh, I'm okay. I'm assuming because uh, whatever harm um, happens to the Vargas happens to uh, the dude's right hand man instead. Okay. So I I think of it as kind of a voodoo doll ish yeah. type of situation. That works. That I mean that makes more plausible sense than anything else I could imagine. Yeah. I was like, well, why how? Like, does it inhabit it? Is, is the dude a shapeshifter? What's going on here? Right. Voodoo doll sounds... Situation kind of makes more sense. Yeah, because, like, I guess part of the, the mystery is, you know, they're suspecting this guy, but that guy isn't necessarily around. When it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, which, I guess, also plays into the whole, you know, um, shapeshifting thing. But I think the... the, the the big thing is he kind of sort of always has some sort of alibi. Right. Like, he was over here with other people who saw him there. And he got shot out of nowhere, they said. Right, right. They had mentioned, though, that there was a... Was it an opening or a gateway to, like, a different dimension or a different universe or something like, like that? Like a spirit realm or a, something? Yeah, spirit realm. So I wonder if... Like, part of me was wondering, like, is this him in... In Bizarro Land or something, mm. but I don't really. There's nothing to suggest that outside of him also getting cut right. and shot. Right. So now I want to talk to talk about like the main character. That he seems kind of a dick. It's kind of a rich asshole. Yeah. That's like incredibly uptight, and it is his character is just really weird to me. Well, he is conducting research or whatever on these paranormal supernatural things, and he's sick of people getting in his way, is how I read it. Yeah. And I agree with you. He's a dick, but this is kind of what led to his dictum. Yeah. And <laughs> how I read it. Also, he's royalty and a war vet, so of course he's going to be an entitled asshole. Yeah. He's kind of a dick to his wife, and has this mistress, and, and yeah. Right, yeah. Well, he 
had an affair with this lady mm-hmm. prior, but he wasn't having an affair now. Right. Which was interesting. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. And then, like, the way he handles the the investigation, like, he seems so, at first he's, like, absolutely convinced it's, like, natural explanations, right? Right, yeah. And then the minute, like, a supernatural thing happens, he doesn't seem particularly surprised. Nope, he's like, oh, okay, like, it's he that. Just went along with it. It's like, what? Well, didn't, wasn't his main turning point just claw scratches on the corpse that was in the barn or something? Well... With the tattoos or the writing on them? I don't necessarily think that's when he 100% accepted the supernatural. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's like, okay, like, there's some weird shit going on. That's what kind of led him to go check out the mine. Yeah. Or whatever it was. And right. that... Okay, yeah. And then that's when he ran into the weird, like, ghost lady that has, animal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it shows up as a... I'm just gonna call it a demon thing, because it had, like animal legs or whatever. Yeah, had, like, antelope legs. Yeah. And then he just has a normal conversation with it. Like, nothing's out of the ordinary. I think I probably would, too. Yeah. As a, like, almost a diffusion fear reaction. Like, let's treat this as normal as opposed to, like, oh, my God, I'm scared, or attack. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you are a person. Let us converse and not die. <laughs> and then I'll just back away. It's just, it's, I guess the way it was depicted, it, it seemed like there, uh, he wasn't surprised at all. That no. It was, you know. He expected this. Yeah. I wonder if he's come across this in the past. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like, that Napoleon. <laughs> and his goat people. His elephant people. Wouldn't that, oh, wait, no. Who's, who's the one who, who uh, did the elephant across... The Alps? Yeah. Yeah, that was Napoleon. Napoleon did that? Pretty sure. Like, that was his... We're gonna find out for us. I'm pretty sure it was Napoleon that had elephants going across the Alps. Jesus Christ. Dude was on a rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... We're gonna go down this road. It's amazing to kind of think back a little bit at these major war figures and what they've done. Mm-hmm. And... They're basically conquering land. Like, that doesn't really happen as as clean and dry nowadays, mm. right? It's all proxy wars nowadays. Right. But Napoleon was like, we're taking all this crap. I mean, Hitler did the same thing. Like, oh, this is all ours now. Mm-hmm. And um, the Ottomans was like, oh, we're just going to take all this shit. Yeah. It's so weird. But if you do it now, like, everyone gets mad, like, what happened with Russia? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a good thing or anything. It's just like it doesn't really happen now. We just yeah. we just like pay people to oh you're you're gonna be the leader now. Kill your government government. Well, I mean, they didn't have nuclear weapons back then. Yeah, that's true. They had elephants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but elephants are biodegradable. Yes, and that's important because it doesn't end mankind. Yeah, there. Good job, Napoleon. Great foresight for not using nukes. How far was Napoleon from nukes? Uh, 1800s. Mid-1800s-ish. So about 100 years years or so. He would have totally used a fucking nuke, dude. He would have rode a nuke. There would have been, like, 
Man, imagine if Alexander or, like, Genghis <laughs> Khan had nukes. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't, because we wouldn't be here. <laughs> well, maybe we would be here, but we wouldn't just, we just wouldn't be us. We'd be um, giant sentient roaches. Yes. Like uh, Mimic. And we'd be recording a podcast. Yep. About what it'd be like to be human. <laughs> Talking about um, Napoleon the, uh, god damn it. I was trying to think of uh, bug terms. (laughs) (laughs) What are bug terms? I don't know, like thorax? (laughs) (laughs) It's like Napoleon the thorax. Okay, that's the only bug term I can think of right now. Antlers. uh, Antenna. (laughs) Not antlers. Mandibles? (laughs) Mandibles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mandible claw. Uh, we went... Uh, yeah. It's Napoleon's fault. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Uh, what were we talking about in the story, though? I don't know. Uh, his non-surprise oh, at yeah. the demon thingy. Yeah, that just kind of threw me off. Like, majorly. It was like... Like, he was so... He had he showed no sign of believing in... The supernatural right. at all, and then the minute one uh, a supernatural being shows up, he's just like, "Oh, okay, I buy it." Yeah. <laughs> well, evidence based, right? So here's well. evidence in front of you. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> he's just a man of no, no uh, surprise. <laughs> I don't know. Never had a surprise birthday in his life. <laughs> a man with no surprise. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible spaghetti western. <laughs> and it's just the mo- most mundane shit ever. <laughs> like, he's a banker. <laughs> no one robs him or anything. He goes home. Doesn't have, like, a family. Everything is always happens in the town next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just, like, hear about it through, uh, I don't know. The telegram. Yeah, telegram. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. no surprise. <laughs> Of course it happens over there. No surprise here. <laughs> Just two hours of that. <laughs> and, just, and build it up to where you think something's going to happen, and then nope. Like, no, no surprise. <laughs> eh, fuckers. The movie just ends with uh, the guy going home and, you know, going to bed. Going to bed, yeah. <laughs> it Literally, the final shot's like he leans over and blows the fire out in the lantern. End of story. <laughs> No surprise here. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I, I bet there is a person out there who can make it into a good movie. Oh, for sure. Not us. Yeah. It's funny. I, you, We've had plenty of great ideas, I feel. Holly and I have had, like, a lot of people I know have great ideas. And we've discussed, like, if we just had four competent people in different fields... So many of these things could become reality. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, I'll pay you to do this thing. Right. And I need, I want that to be my life. <laughs> Time to play a lottery. Yeah. Well, well, I did. I oh, lost. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not the surprise mystery winner? No surprise. <laughs> it was a billion dollars. I had to do it. Yeah. That was like almost a billion and a half, wasn't it? I don't know. It was yeah. a lot of fucking money. Well, anyways. I don't think the lottery existed in in the Wellington times. Oh, I'm sure there was a lottery. Not the lottery that we know of. Right. Maybe there was, like, 
food lottery. Or, like, you die lottery. It's like, who's Fair getting enough. hung this month? <laughs> you. Get over here. we got to sacrifice you to our religious sex. Well, while uh, Mr. Wellington's just at home eating his uh, beef. <laughs> well, he has this, <laughs> for pleasure, he goes out and just rubs his cows <laughs> that he will soon eat. Yes, good beef. <laughs> I just imagine, like, he, he treats them like Kobe beef, so he treats them really well. <laughs> Better than the serfs mm-hmm. and the peasants. But but because they he wants the meat to, to get used to being wrapped up in pastry, <laughs> he, he, like, um, commissions uh, uh, these, these old grannies to crochet, like, these puff pastry blankets. <laughs> they're, they're just... <laughs> Walking around stiff because I got big. Yes, I like yep, it. Yep. Very comfy. Comfy beef. Uh, but yeah, um, so mystery, uh, people died, and supernatural shit. You're right, and then the bar guest gets away, mm-hmm. and the last couple pages is like, I'm going to go on a hunt. Yep. And then, okay. And that's it. And that's it. So I don't know if that's lore comic book or lore podcast, if that gets resolved, if at all. Right. I don't know. Maybe he ran out of funding. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Or drive. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, from what I've seen, like, there doesn't seem to be any sort of follow-up or anything. It's just just a little mystery out okay. there for, for, for us to enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. Part of it did, um, I guess, like, when I went into it, I, I, w- I went into it thinking there's like a Sherlock Holmes thing, right? It wasn't too dissimilar, really. Yeah. Like Hound of Baskerville. <clears throat> yep. Which is why I got like really thrown off when like actual supernatural shit started happening. Right. Yeah. That would have been cool if it didn't. I appreciate the supernatural. Mm-hmm. I think that could make for a fun story. This was set up that I kinda wish they Scooby Dooed it at the end. Right. That would have been really cool. Yep. Instead of open-ended whatever been this elaborate scooby doing <laughs> i don't know i don't have a like i don't know how they would have done it with what was shown but right i mean like oh well, i guess you know you could you could say you know oh he saw these things in in a cavern and there were like weird fungal spores right or like around. natural gases yeah or whatever right yeah that'd have been cool but no it's supernatural shit and it's fun art is it's, it's fine. It's it works. Yeah, and it's five issues and a pretty quick read, really. Yeah, I I swear each issue felt less than twenty pages. I don't know yeah. if it's true, but it felt quick. It does seem to just kind of breeze by. Yeah, and even the volumes themselves, like I I distinctly remember, like okay, I've just finished two, but wait, why am I on four already? Right. right? Yeah. So how many volumes are there? Or I mean. Not volume books. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Issues. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Because I, I think they call it book one or book two, right? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Wellington, uh, Aaron Mankey. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it makes me think of the Pokemon. Mankey? Mankey. <laughs> I caught several of those in the airport. <laughs> nice. Nice. We listened to the band Worm. The album was... Forever Glade? Mm-hmm. And I think they're out of Florida on 20 bucks spin. 
You don't say. Florida, huh? <laughs> I don't know where four Everglades are. I know where the Everglades yeah. are, but I don't know the other three. <laughs> I, I read it as, uh, this is our ode to the Everglades. The four yeah. Everglades. Yes. <laughs> Which it is, really. Yeah. You look at the art and... And the song titles. I really like the song titles. Yeah. I can't remember a single one, but I remember looking over them and going, oh, those are cool title names. Yeah. I, I didn't read any of the title names. I just enjoyed the music. Yeah. It's uh, Death Doom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end it there now. <laughs> it's Death Doom. Beep. <laughs> no, yeah. it is. Yeah. And there's moments where it's kind of... <laughs> Should we just do that? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been. Oh, I really want to know. We have the capability. <laughs> no, it, it's Death Doom, and there's moments where it's a little mundane, but still fun. Mm-hmm. But then they surprise you with really fun solos. Like, surprisingly fancy solos for Death Doom. Right, exactly. That's. Exactly. It's like, oh, Death Doom, I know these, that's cool, it's by the book, whatever. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise! Right? Yeah. Like, I don't think I've heard sweet picking in a lot of Death Doom, but no. there's sweet picking here. And it rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's also got, like, kind of black metal-y moments here and there sprinkled out, sprinkled throughout. Yeah. I think a little towards the end, but, like, yeah, there's a... A nice variety for Death Doom on this album. Yep, I, I thought so too. And uh, they keep it nice, nice, well, I wouldn't say short, but like a reasonable length. It's like 44 minutes or so. It doesn't play itself out yeah. too quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's got nice, chunky riffs, and um, it's just, it's, if you think of, like, Death Doom... Or genres as... F- this this thought isn't coming together in my head. Basically, I want to say, this this album is like comfort food for people who uh, like Death Doom. Yeah, absolutely. And there's several moments in here, and I know this gets, gets a nod by so many bands. But I'm going to say it anyway, because it's true, where it sounds like some bolt thrower worship. Mm-hmm. It really does. Not, not a full song by any means, but... Segments of some songs. Right. I was like, oh, cool. Which is nice. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know if they intended it, but they clearly have listened to Bolt Thrower. It comes <laughs> through. Speaking of Bolt Thrower, so while uh, I was out on Joshua Tree, uh, Joe from uh, Suppressive Fire, you know, came and hung out with oh, us. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah and um, so in the middle of the night, uh, it was me, Joe, Alex, Zach, and we started talking about Bolt Thrower and how everybody should have, like, Every band or every guitarist has written a bolt thrower song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and it's and you know it goes it goes to show how like influential bolt thrower really is. Like it, you don't necessarily have to have a bolt thrower song, but everybody has a bolt thrower riff. Yeah, guaranteed. Like if you play death metal, you have a bolt thrower riff. Yeah. <laughs> or you have written one at one point or another. Right. In the story, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we we sat there and played each other uh, our bolt. Your bolt throw wrists. 
but uh, I really enjoyed this album. And it was their debut full length, I believe. Yeah. Like, they're relatively young bands. Yeah. So, well, young as in the band was formed recently-ish. Right. I don't know anything about the members. Could be 70. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. They could be the members of Bolt Thrower, for all I know. And they moved <laughs> to Florida, except for Carl. He stayed behind. Because <laughs> that's definitely not him doing vocals. No, no. Um... The vocalist, actually, I don't know if it's just one guy or, like, two guys, but whoever it is, well, if it's one person, that person has range. Yeah, I was about to say, there's some diversity in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he pulls off some uh, some nice, you know, high-pitch screaming uh, and some really low-sounding. Deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not, like, froggy like uh, like Dimulich no. is, but it's, like, low, rumbly yeah. vocals. Did you happen to look at the album art? I did not. Oh, well, you should do that. It's okay. drippy and fun. Drippy and fun? Look at the album art and read the song titles. Okay. Like, they're just neat. There's, I can't, fuck, I wish I could remember them. This is what I get for not, like, taking notes or refreshing anything. <laughs> does it uh, invoke the bog? Yeah, it really does. Hell yeah. And there's, like, necromantic, uh, I can't remember what the fuck it's called. There's a necromancer involved. Oh, or yeah. necromancy. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Good song titles, though. Hell yeah. And they fit with uh, Florida bullshit. Fuck yeah. No bath salts. No bath salts? No bath salts. And I don't think any alligators. So, but, you know, the forever mm. blades. Yeah. They go on forever. <laughs> I, I, I really like that name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good album name. I mean, it's an ode. It's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's 20 bucks. You can spin it. (laughs) Dingus and Dongus. They mock.